I love Christmas. There, I said it. And I don't care who knows it, because I love tinsel, I love Rudolph, I love cranberries, I love baby Jesus. You're listening to the Fun With Horror podcast with your hosts, Scotty and Andrew. Hello, everybody. I'm Scotty. And I'm Andrew. (laughs) And welcome to episode number 108 of Fun with Horror, the movie review podcast in which two long-distance best friends stay in touch by giving each other horror movies to watch and discuss. Last episode was me, and I chose the 2015 anthology horror movie, A Christmas Horror Story. And of course, stay tuned to the end of this episode where we are going to find out what Scotty's picking for the next movie. But without further ado, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Look at us. Look at us. How are you? So I'm, you know, how are you? I'm, I'm, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure, everybody. Andrew and I are not just best friends. We get sick together. (laughs) We do. And a week ago, we were like, you know what? Let's call each other because we're not recording until next week. And hey, buddy, I miss you. And buddy, I miss you. And so we we called each other mm-hmm. and we could barely talk to each other. It was amazing. <laughs> I know we both we both had no voice. It was an interesting, <laughs> an interesting call. <laughs> yeah, but it was great. I love it was great. I love talking to you, too. But it was yeah, it was one of those. As usual, we just are on the same wavelength, man. Both Our bodies are even on the same wavelength. <laughs> it were. It's amazing. We're on the same. Yeah. Yeah. And even now you can, <laughs> I still don't have half my voice. It's still, it's still part gone. <laughs> I know you sound so gentle and cute. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and you as well. Oh, thank you. You're thank welcome. you. Oh yeah. You're welcome. Oh, oh. <laughs> have you been watching any? horror movies or christmas horror movies or christmas movies any of the Bes- above is fine <laughs> uh besides the one for our movie no i haven't actually i haven't been watching like much lately same what have you been? same yeah yeah i don't know i'm I'm falling behind buddy well i'll say this i'm not really feeling the christmas spirit that much this year i'll be honest mm-hmm. but your movie that you picked last time is like about as Christmassy as I've gotten, and it really helped. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> yes. So I'm looking forward to talking to you about it in a second. But yeah, me too. I did see another movie in the theaters just a few days um, ago. I think I saw this or saw that you saw this, but yeah. Correct. And for once, there are parts of it that can be considered horror adjacent, at least, if not a horror movie. But yeah, I saw Godzilla minus one. Nice. Yeah, just just for anybody that is at all confused about what this movie is, it mm-hmm. is not part of the MonsterVerse, right? That's been released in America. This is a new Toho Japanese Godzilla movie that I think once again seems to retell the origin of Godzilla. <laughs> interesting that's but cool it, take, it takes place back during world world war ii oh i didn't know that yeah it takes place in the 40s and oh. it's it's a fantastic movie nice i honestly don't i'm sure i've seen like a godzilla movie not besides the MonsterVerse, but i'm sure i've seen like at least one but i honestly i don't know really anything about those movies Except it's about it's culture. about a big dinosaur like <laughs> creature that attacks land that comes onto land. Oh. And destroys things. <laughs> See, and that was the thing. I was like, is he a hero or a villain? And I read your review, which it kind of it made more sense. I was like, okay, that that makes sense to me what what he or it is. Well then, my friend, your homework <laughs> with, without a time limit at uh-huh. all. 
is to watch the original Godzilla. Okay. All right. Just watch that movie at some point. The original. So isn't, I want to say the very first from the fifties. Yeah. I was going to say that's, it's back in the day, right? Yep. And absolutely. The special effects are extremely dated. Right. You know, it's weird when I didn't see it for a very long time. I saw it. I think I saw it for the very first time during the pandemic. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I had seen a couple of Godzilla movies when I was young. I I think Mm -hmm. I saw Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until 2020 that I sat down and watched the original Godzilla from beginning to end. Nice. Yeah, of course it's dated, but at the same time, after it was over, I thought, wow, that was just a really, really good movie. Nice. That's cool. There's something about it where even though you know it's a guy in a suit. Right. Even though the special effects are cheesy as hell in most of those old movies. Right. I can watch those movies and still imagine that this, that it's a gigantic creature, you know, stomping across Tokyo or wherever he is. Right, right, right. That's cool. And I also love the new movies. I do love them. So this... So minus one, the new one that just came out takes, I think you said on there, it's, it's in that same universe as that one you told me to watch just now. Like it's a sequel. It's the Toho universe. They're the producers, the production company that have been doing Godzilla since before time. Nice. That's (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) So yeah, I recommend it, dude. Okay. All right. I'm all about it. What's going on? It's the elves. I fear they may all become infected. Infected? What do you mean? Others are sick? It's worse than that. What happened? Shiny's body is gone. It was laid to rest. But now, it may already be too late. But this doesn't make any sense. Elves becoming the walking dead? No, it does not make any sense. Unless... He is behind it. Buddy, what movie are we discussing this week? We are discussing the 2015 horror Christmas movie, A Christmas Horror Story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was directed by Grant Harvey, Stephen Hoban, Brett Sullivan, and it stars William Shatner, George Buza, Rob Archer, and we got a few writers as well, which is James Key, Sarah Larson, Doug Taylor, and Pascal Trottier, which I hope I'm saying that right. If not, I apologize. Sounds good to um, me. Thank you. <laughs> so that's what, we're, that's what we're discussing today, buddy. A, a, an interesting movie that I've been very curious to see for a while. That's right. And before we go any further, everybody, just be warned that if you have not seen the 2015 movie, A Christmas Horror Story, we're about to spoil the entire thing. All of the anthology stories within this magnificent epic of a movie. (laughs) So this is your warning. Turn back now. Andrew, this is going to be interesting. We've we've done a couple of anthology movies before, and they've always made for interesting three-minute recaps. (laughs) Yeah. So I have nobody. Nobody's outside. Well, no, (laughs) that's not true. That's not true. (laughs) I have William Shatner. Oh, no. Drunk off his butt. Yeah. And he's going to just talk to you for 24 hours nonstop if you don't recap this in under three minutes. Man, the original Michael Myers. Interesting. (laughs) So whenever (laughs) you're ready. All right. Here we go. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. All right, so the movie begins with Dangerous Dan, played by William Shatner, as our radio DJ in this small town. He works with Storm and Norman, a weatherman who hates Christmas and has to go to the mall to do a whatever for the radio station. So he leaves and he's angry. Then we have our four uh, anthology stories. The first one is about three uh, high school students that go into break into their high school where the year before some students were murdered in that school. So they go in, uh, eventually find the area where the students were murdered. They get locked in and we find out that there was a girl there that had a baby that was, um, the doctors aborted. 
And this baby, or excuse me, the girl that had this uh, baby wants the baby now. She's a ghost and has been killing people. And anyway, she decides to uh, essentially possess the girl that went down there, one of the high school girls. She, as this possessed uh, girl, decides to kill one of the boys and then have sex with the other one where she gets pregnant. The ghost uh, eventually shows up and kills the other boy, and the girl is now pregnant and leaves. That's the first story. Second story, we have a family that decides to go cut a Christmas tree in a uh, forbidden area of the forest. They go. It's a mom, a dad, and a son. They go, and the son goes missing. They start looking for him. They eventually find the son, but he's a little different now. They go home, find out that the son's a little a little off, a little scary, a little darker, creepier. Uh, eventually, the son kills the dad. And the mom gets a call from the person that owns the land where the son went missing, saying that the son is actually a changeling. And he needs to, she needs to bring him back to the man that owns the area. She does. She gets the boy back there. Uh, eventually, there's a fight that ensues. She kills the owner. The changeling is, I guess, relieved that the owner is dead and gives the son back. And mom and son live happily ever after. I don't know. Maybe. Third story we have is a, a family that decides to go visit a great aunt that's rich. They need some money. Eventually, uh, the son is there. He breaks a Krampus toy. And kind of the the housekeeper, if you will, of the house gets pissed about it, uh, the breaking of the toy, and the family leaves. Well, they're hunted eventually by Krampus, who kills everyone except the daughter, who runs back to the great, oh, excuse me, who actually fights Krampus, kills Krampus, and we see that it was the housekeeper turned into Krampus. Uh, so the, the great niece runs back to this aunt's house and talks with her, and the aunt says, yeah, he... He changed that way because he was so mad at Christmas time. And the great grand uh, niece just realizes that the aunt sent Krampus after them so she wouldn't die. Well, she's so angry, the great niece is, that she becomes the new Krampus and attacks the great aunt. The fourth story, we see Santa Claus, of all people, uh, at the North Pole. And during this time, the elves, one of the elves, gets very sick and becomes really angry and then dies uh, eventually, all the elves become kind of these zombie creature elves, and Santa has to kill them all and fights them all. We see that at the end uh, of all of this anarchy that it was Krampus was kind of the reason. So Santa decides to fight Krampus. But wait, wait, something happens. It's not really Santa or Krampus. It's actually Storm and Norman from the beginning of the movie. He had a breakdown at the mall and has decided to kill everyone at the mall, thinking that he is the actual real Santa Claus. Well, the police arrive and kill him, and that's the end of the movie. Well done, pal. Well Thanks, done. Man. That was that was rough. <laughs> it didn't sound rough at all. It sounded like you're a professional at this. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, anthologies are weird. Weird to do a three minute recap. You're right. And you came in just under three minutes, so <laughs> Shatner is passed out and won't be bothering you all day. I mean, good. <laughs> I mean, it'd kind of be cool to talk to William Shatner for 24 hours. So it would that was, be that was bad on my part. I could have chosen Krampus or something, but you expected that. I did. No, I think Shatner was the way to go. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and let's not say Shatner. Dangerous Dan. <laughs> Dangerous Dan. You're right. Dangerous Dan. <laughs> uh, so why did you pick this movie again, Andrew? Tell me. I've been so I've been curious. I love anthologies. They're, I, you know, Trick or Treat, obviously, that we recently did is one of my favorites. Um, and I love anthologies. And I had seen this one. I'd seen this cover. It seems like it's kind of an infamous cover. And I was curious about it. And I read about it. And a lot of people really enjoyed this movie. It had way more positive reviews than negative. And I went, well, all right, let's give it a shot. And so, and I wanted, of course, I mean, we're in December now. So I, of course, wanted a a holiday themed movie, a Christmas movie. And I figured now's the time to try out a Christmas horror story. Yeah. And I know I've seen this one on shutter quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I see it every single year. Right. So, well, we've seen it. We have. <laughs> so what did you think, buddy? You know, this movie is not perfect, but I enjoyed it. It was, I, I get why people like it. It's a fun little anthology film. Again, it's it's not a perfect movie, but if you just want something where you can just kind of sit and enjoy for an hour and a half, uh, a Christmas horror themed movie or two hours, I don't know, whatever it is. It's not a bad little flick. You know, I had fun with it. 
What about you, buddy? What do you think? I did think it was a little long. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. I, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Watching it a second time, I wondered Mm -hmm. if this movie wouldn't have been better because this movie is intercut. It kind of does the, or tries to do the trick or treat type thing where it goes between the stories. Right. It tells all the different stories at the same time, except unlike trick or treat, they don't constantly come in and out of each other's stories. They all right. kind of intersect at the very beginning. Right. Yep. There's a connection between all of them. But once you get into each story, each story is by itself. So the second time I couldn't help sitting there wondering, man, would this movie have been better if they had intersected all of the stories at the beginning? to introduce mm-hmm. them but then they focused on one story and told it and then moved to a different story and told it and then end obviously with santa versus the elves and krampus and yeah. and that whole thing i like that i think that would have been nice actually i yeah i think i would have liked that better <laughs> uh, yeah i'm torn on it because at the same time michael doherty when mm. making trick or treat uh, said that he edited the movie together to be singular stories told one by one, but then the movie was feeling too long. Mm. So okay. then I wonder if this movie would feel a little bit too long. Although I think you can cut a little bit out of some of the stories. Yeah, that's fair. I, and I'll say this. Let's mm. let's just real quick talk about the ending. Yeah. I was surprised. And I almost did almost a complete 180 at the end of this movie because i missed the line that santa said about he's he's probably done this he makes like he makes one mention to mm. somebody being behind the elves getting sick oh right yeah 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 and i, I missed that. that line so at the end i was wondering where is this santa versus krampus fight because krampus is in a completely different story right than santa so where is this fight? Are they just going to, is it just something they put on the poster and they're like, hey, we're going to throw this in at the end as a fun, stupid thing that makes no sense. Right. But then the whole reveal that he's Storm and Norman, mm-hmm. dude, I was, my mouth was open. I was like, oh my God, how did a yeah. movie like this make this reveal? That is brilliant. Yeah, I agree. I, I did. I was not expecting that at all. And what's funny, too, is like even Dangerous Dan at one, at, at one or two points is like, I can't get a hold of Norman. There's something going down at the mall, you know, and I was like, oh, OK. I didn't even like connect it. So exactly. It was, it was pretty good. It was a good reveal. <laughs> and obviously, at the beginning of the movie, it's the same actor. George Buza plays right? Storm and Norman. And I didn't make that connection. They show him right after the Santa intro. Yep. Yep. I did not either. I I did not connect that at all, which was well done. Like it's that's pretty great. Pretty brilliant. Pretty yep. brilliant. Yep. Buddy in coincidences mm-hmm. where oh, no. we connect <laughs> movies to other movies we've done. Uh-huh. Did you know that the town that this movie <laughs> takes place in is a fictional yes. town? You did know this. I just I read it, it popped up on IMDb and I was like, oh, cool. Oh, you looked at the IMDb. Well, it just it was at the bottom. I just saw it. Tell people, though, because it's cool. It's really cool. Well, it's your movie, so you tell them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same town name from the one in Ginger Snaps. Bailey Downs. Bailey Downs, which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it's a fictional town. It's because it's the same creators as Ginger Snaps. All the directors of this movie all had a part in creating Ginger Snaps. That I didn't know. Yeah, that's why they use the same town. Oh, that's cool. I just thought it was like the movie. That's awesome. I love that. And in, a, in our little fun with horror coincidence, we just discussed Ginger Snaps in episode 100. Yeah. So I love that when there's connections. To, I do too. Just like there's connections between the four stories in this movie. Yes. There's fun with horror connections. <laughs> Connect four. Oh. I got some notes for the entire movie. Okay. Which are simply, you know, there's some very cheap special effects in this movie. Yeah. Yep. Like the opening showing the North Pole was very 
animated looking Krampus's tongue mm-hmm. in the what is it a rectory? Is that the correct word? Did I use I it? I think right? so. I don't, I don't know. know. Where you give uh your confession. That's it. The confessional. I think it's confessional. called confessional. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Somebody else can tell me what a no, that's not a rectory, you stupid. <laughs> you heathen. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, but some of the practical effects were really nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The, did you like the Krampus design? I actually did. I thought Krampus looked really cool. I was all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's very different from uh, Michael Doherty's Krampus, but totally. this Krampus was more like a lot of the little pictures we see right. of this horned goat-like creature. Yeah. But he looked great. and uh, Yeah. Pretty jacked. So let's let's do this, buddy. Yeah. What was your least favorite of the four stories? I knew you were going to ask me that. And I just. <laughs> <laughs> I what was your favorite? The, my favorite was the Santa Claus one. Okay, good. What was your next favorite? You got three. We got. So then you have three stories left. Right. Right. You've got the changeling story. Mm-hmm. You've got the St. Joseph's ghost story. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Krampus and the family. So I think in order of favorite to least, it would go, so Santa Claus, uh, the Krampus story, the next one would be Changeling, and then the school. I think really? would be my, yeah, I think that's it. What about you? Uh, almost, except I would put the Changeling as my least favorite. Okay. All right. Fair enough. They're all okay. They're, none of them are right. really bad. But I agree. Let's start with the one you didn't like, the le- or the one you liked the least. Okay. You're, you're, you know, yeah, the, the school. Right. 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 So tell me what you thought about that story. So, I mean, I, again, like you said, none of them are bad. So I enjoyed it. I, I think the reason I like it the least is just because it was not what I was expecting, I guess, maybe just what because think? I was thinking more Christmas themed, sort of like, it, you know, it's like the changeling, they're going to get a Christmas tree. What, what do you mean? <laughs> buddy? Me look. Christmas themed. The yeah. entire story was about the Immaculate Conception. It was about the nativity. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is like... <laughs> it's about the birth of Jesus <laughs> in its own way. In its own way, yeah. I guess I, maybe more the Antichrist. <laughs> maybe, a, yeah. You goes. don't know. That's true, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe that's not what it is. I don't... I just wasn't expecting this, like, ghost story. Which isn't bad. Like, it was fun. But I just, it caught me off guard, I guess. I don't know. I was like, oh, there's a random ghost girl in this place. So I did appreciate that about the whole movie, though. I like that each story was kind of a different type of story in a way. Right. That's Although true. you could argue that, I mean, okay, Santa versus the elves was kind of a zombie story. Right. Yep. Krampus is an old fashioned monster story. Yep. The changeling is also monsters, but at the same time, they felt alienish. Mm-hmm. So it felt like an alien type story. Totally. And That's then you a have point. a ghost story with the school, the St. Joseph's story. True. Huh, I'll be honest, good. buddy. I'll be honest. Yeah. I watched this at night the uh, first time. It's not a very scary movie, but right. I will say there were a few moments in the St. Joseph's story. Mm-hmm. before things really started happening that i was a little creeped out nice that's good because you know what my fear is my fear well, of the dark yes and i remember i remember as a little kid playing in the woods this is this is why blair witch scares me buddy right cuz i remember playing in the woods as a little kid and coming across a, an abandoned house in the woods and my friend or friends, I can't remember how many friends I was with. I think it was just one wanted to go into the house, and I was scared as hell. Yeah, I've also been at work late at night by myself. Mm-hmm. This is like a complete different story, but heard noises in a dark hallway. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into the story now. Maybe we can do an episode about that. But. Ooh. I remember just that scares the hell out of me. So the fact that these kids were under this school in the in these hallways and eventually locked in right. in this place where these weird deaths happened. Yeah, that's true. 
I thought it was really creepy. And I liked the way the camera kind of introduced the ghost a little bit. Like, you know, when yeah. they see the uh the the abortion room. Yeah, um, geez. Uh, yeah. Uh, or yeah. or delivery room, whatever you yeah, want to call it. Go. it. That's, yeah. Delivery. I guess I can look at the, <laughs> the happier side of the room. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the camera is panning over and you see really quickly a glimpse of the ghost in the room. Yeah. Did you catch that? Oh yeah. Yep, I did. I also liked how it was kind of found footage-ish a little bit. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, totally. Because they're they are recording yeah. for this whatever documentary or whatever they're doing. Right, um, right. So yeah, true. the story is that two kids died in this in this room mm. where in old times the the people, the I don't know, the nuns, whatever, would hide hide the pregnant women who were not married right that's right and there was one named grace who said that she was a virgin she was pregnant and she uh she aborted the baby i think right i think i think they made her if i remember right and because they show the nuns in there like with her oh maybe that's part of the reveal because all the all uh molly says is that Grace was a 15-year-old pregnant girl, claimed she was a virgin, and she died trying to abort her baby. Right. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. I think you just opened my mind to what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Because then Grace is the ghost in the hallway, and basically the two people that died a year prior would not cooperate with Grace and have sex. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Grace wanted them to have her baby, evidently. All right. These three kids down here, now Grace is haunting them. She's mm-hmm. locked them into the basement, pretty much. Yeah. She possesses Molly. Molly then... Jeez. Uh, okay, so she possesses Molly. Molly comes on to the one guy who has a girlfriend. Right. Good guy Dylan turns her down. Right. But as we find out later, she then sticks a crucifix or not a crucifix just a cross yeah she impales his eyeball with a cross yeah but then she has sex with the other guy ben who we know we can tell has kind of a crush on her Mm -hmm. yeah that was cool (laughs) it was yeah grace herself kills ben by crucifying him on the wall where the guy from a year ago had been crucified right and breaks his neck or whatever then she gets to leave the door's open. Yeah. yeah. And even Molly seems, I don't know, she she doesn't seem too torn up that she's pregnant right. with this baby that Grace wants her to have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. And I like, oh, well, I don't like, but I it the one part that kind of freaked me out is right after she has sex, like she kind of gets out of her stupor and she's like, what did you do to me? And I was like, yeah. oh, gosh, like that's horrifying. I was thinking um, the same. Yeah. I was just like, Oof. it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, very much so. But very well done. Right. Because, yeah, the spirit of grace at that point, she had done her job and she left Molly. Right. And so Molly suddenly like, what did you do to me, Ben? Right. And Ben's yeah. like, you did it to me. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, though, I mean, then she's kind of later, just moments later, she's kind of happy about or indifferent <laughs> about being pregnant with this spirit after watching ben get killed so yeah i don't know man yeah it was very strange at the end i can i can get why this might have been your least favorite yeah (laughs) so then let's go to the other story the changeling Mm -hmm. right we'll discuss that so first of all here's how these stories connect right yeah yeah they're all in bailey downs right so when ben molly and dylan go to this saint joseph's this girl caprice she gives them the video or or no she gives them the key the keys to, the to get in. okay yeah thank you yep. thank you yep. then caprice has to go off with her family mm-hmm. her family is the family that goes off and encounters krampus eventually yep but also they pass by this car mm-hmm. and this car is scott oh wait what's their names scott kim and little will Mm -hmm. And they're about to go chop down a tree on private land. 
right for Christmas. And Scott is also the cop mm-hmm. that investigated the death of the two kids in the school. Right. Yep. So there we have it. <laughs> there we have it. Well, and then if we really want to go deep dive, the family that goes and fights Krampus is Danger Dan's family. Because he has what? a picture of that family at the end. Are you kidding? Wait, yeah, what? That's, so I don't know if that's his daughter or son or whatever. But yeah, if you if at the end he's looking at the picture of his family when he's drinking at the radio station and it's that family. What? Yeah, buddy. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> right? I thought that the connection was simply that that all of like the Santa stuff and the elves was happening with Storm and Norman in reality right. that we just didn't know. But wow. Right. Yeah, man. It's a good little, it's, they all connect. They all connect. That's really cool, buddy. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. <laughs> so back to the changeling uh, story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they chopped down this tree. Right. As you said in the recap, the little boy disappears for a little bit. He comes out of a tree, but now he's creepy. Different. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty creepy. I got to say kudos to that little boy. Yeah. He was very suitably. I, I I wouldn't say he was like the greatest actor in the world, but right. they picked a boy who, when he just looks at you, <laughs> he looks terrifying. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's pretty creepy, man. He did a good job, or he did a good job of being creepy. Yeah. So, so the little boy is creepy. He's eating a lot. Oh yeah. my god. We start to, we'll get into the details, but we start to realize that he, well, we know, as the audience, we know that he's not the little boy anymore. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Scott seems to realize something is off right away. Kim is defending Will. Right. And this is, I think this is what I didn't care for. I didn't care for, I thought the changeling story was enough. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really, I didn't really think it needed this other backstory of scott being a possibly abusive father who is trying to reform gotcha yeah that's fair that's Plus, fair. why did they have to name him scott <laughs> <laughs> touche i mean come on <laughs> give the abusive guy my name Jeez, right stop. gosh stop anyway Sorry. yeah i didn't really care for that uh, you know and then there's marital problems between Scott and Kim. I thought the story right. was good enough, would have been good enough just having this little boy come home and maybe Scott is the first one mm-hmm. to realize something is wrong, but Kim as the mother doesn't want to believe it. Right, 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 right. And then like you said, <laughs> Scott gets killed by the changeling. Yeah. He gets strangled and his hand gets cut off which is yeah, awesome because then the changeling kid is just playing with the hand at one point <laughs> that was pretty awesome <laughs> kim hits the changeling upside the head with a bat mm-hmm. because the owner of the land has called her and told her that her boy is a changeling right so she takes the changeling back to the woods to this land mm-hmm. yeah all these little changelings are watching her and the big earl is his name Right. Yeah. In this clearing, then she accidentally shoots Big Earl and kills him. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And then, like, the one changeling, she's like, please, please. And it goes into the tree, and then out comes little Will. Mm-hmm. And again, I got to say, maybe the kid is a really good actor because he was very different as Will than he was as the changeling. That's true. That is very true. I mean, yeah. he came out and he's like, mommy you know, and yeah just whatever he said it was very cute and i was like oh mm. baby but then yeah they they just that's the end of that story and i'm sitting here wondering how are they going to explain dead cop in the house i had the same thought and like i mean if they're gonna look at blood spatter and all that like detectives would i mean it's gonna look like a little boy did this so is that kid just totally screwed now well i like, think kim not- is screwed I think they're all they're all screwed. Yeah, that was not a happy ending. No, not at all. I mean, he's <laughs> safe, but how? <laughs> so I think I think I didn't care for that as well. That's fair. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> but there were some good moments. Yeah. First of all, I was I actually my mouth opened wide when the little 
Kid Changeling stabbed Scott in the hand with a fork. Yes. And then what, what I what bugged me about that is they're like, they don't really react. Like they're like, hey, you can't do that. And I'm like, he just stabbed you with a fork. Like that's horrifying. That's something you really need to sit and talk about, man. They're just like you, you stinker. Well, and then well, <laughs> then you get into why the backstory exists because Scott right. reacts stronger than Kim, and Kim tells Scott to stop. Right, right. So you get this story where maybe she's she thinks he's overreacting. Right. That's and she the, just yeah, doesn't yeah. want to admit that anything is wrong with her precious boy. Right. Which is basically yeah. what would happen if Enzo became a changeling. <laughs> <laughs> minus minus the abuse thing, because you're you've never yeah. been abusive to anybody. No. Not gosh. even a flea. No, I they they just live in our house, all the fleas. They know they're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you make a little circus for them. Here you go. <laughs> Hi, fleas. Hi, fleas. And oh you don't even goodness. have any pets. I do. And I oh, have no Ziggy. fleas. No fleas at all. Oh, that's because they're over here. <laughs> they just <laughs> travel from LA to they Washington. Do. Take their little flea plane and they're here. <laughs> <laughs> their little flea plane. <laughs> what, what, what noise does that flea plane make? I don't know. I can't even hear it. Did you make a so- sound? I tried. Yeah. It actually just sounds like, yeah, there you go. Per- oh, that was good. That was good. No, we even no, have no. the drummer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers here. He's always welcome. Wait, what? Oh, that's, he's not the drummer. Or no. Oh, that was, you just messed up that joke bad. But he's the, the bassist. Whatever. I was Gosh. like, I was like, you have Chad Smith in your house. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. <laughs> you mean Will Ferrell? Yeah. Um. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway. So back to the movie. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> How about that part where Kim's in bed? Oh my gosh! I was wondering if you're gonna bring that up. Oh, of course I am. Yeah. I was like, someone needs to. That was one of the craziest moments of the movie. Yeah, dude. I so was like, l- oh my gosh! Like, There's I a was... little shape that goes under the covers, and basically goes around her nether regions. Mm-hmm. And is obviously pleasuring her. Yeah. But then the part that's most disturbing is little the little boy's hand comes out. Like yeah. it's fondling her chest and touching her. And I was just oh. like, we know deep down that it's not the little boy, that it's right. a changeling that's right. horny, obviously. Right. And that's what Big Girl says. He says now that they've had a taste of, yeah. of, of the good life, I guess, like all this food and sex. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I was like, when the little boy's hand came out, I was so disturbed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I didn't even, I, my mouth was to the floor. <laughs> I don't even know how to re- react to this. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And then, yeah, you see, cause then like she wakes up and you just see like Will for a second leave the door. See? <laughs> just horrifying. Yeah. The whole scene is just gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Uh, and then when she goes in his room, I, that was the other part I liked mm-hmm. because uh, she goes. I think, I think maybe after that she goes into his room, right? Or is it after Big Girl calls her? I don't know. Whatever. She goes I into his yeah. room and closes the window. Right. And as she yeah, moves yeah. away from the window, you see Will's yeah. reflection, and it's the creature. That was cool. I liked that. That, that was very good. cool. Mm-hmm. With like the shining eyes. Yeah, good job. That's good. good job, Christmas horror story. Well done. Well done. So then we got story number three. We've got the Krampus story. Right. And the more we talk about these, the more I might be thinking that this is my least favorite. Okay. Fair enough. But let's talk about it. Let's figure yeah. it out. So in this one, we've got Dangerous Dan's family, evidently. Right. <laughs> it's two parents and two kids. Mm-hmm. We've got, oh, let me see. I've I've got their names. I think. <laughs> oh, they're down here. Yes. So we've got Taylor and Diane. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the kids, Caprice and Duncan, the little kid. Right. I'm just going to say right now, I am so glad that that little shit was the first one to get killed. Yeah. He's a nasty little <laughs> jerk. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, if you were feeling at all bad for mm-hmm. being happy that Krampus killed him first, yeah. Then Caprice makes you feel even better about it by revealing that he's a pet killer. He's a cat killer. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he he was showing all the signs, people. Uh, <laughs> he he was the antichrist. Yeah, maybe maybe he was the one that was born. No oh. way, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> well, anyway, so this family, anyway. Taylor, the dad, is un unbeknownst to his beautiful wife, he is strapped for cash. Right. Uh, he's made some bad dealings that will probably put him in jail. So right. he's going yes. to his aunt, Etta? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it was his aunt. Yeah. And she's this old crotchety lady mm-hmm. in a mansion, and he's going to ask her for money. Yeah. But things don't go so well, and they end up leaving. In the interim, a little mm-hmm. boy breaks a statue of Krampus, and right. the caretaker, or the landkeeper, whatever his name is, Gerhardt, right. he's upset at this. Yeah. So then the family leaves, and as they're driving away, Krampus runs across the road and makes the car skid. They all get out, and then Krampus starts attacking them. He he hooks the dad, (laughs) but doesn't kill him, but leaves him bloody. And then he he takes Duncan, that little piece of crap, and just (laughs) takes him away. We don't see Duncan die, but we assume he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's gone. (laughs) And then... What's funny though is when Duncan's taken away, the the mom Diane and Caprice, uh-huh. the daughter, they just leave the dad. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, wait a second. <laughs> but then they all find this church in the middle of nowhere, right? Which was cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Taylor reveals to his wife, "Uh, it, it was a sweet moment." Yeah, it was good. I like that. I like Taylor that. reveals to his wife that you know things are bad. Mm. He needed money. He's probably going to go to jail for embezzlement or whatever it was. He reveals to her that he was doing it because he couldn't believe that a woman of her beauty Mm -hmm. would want to be with him for any other reason besides money. Right. And she's like, I just thought you didn't weren't interested anymore. Mm -hmm. And of course, she loves him and it's beautiful. But then he's taken away by Krampus. (laughs) Gets chained again. (laughs) He gets chained out the window. And then Caprice and Diane are in the confessional. And Krampus mm-hmm. attacks them there. Diane pretty much sacrifices herself, kind of. Yeah. Yep. Krampus kills her. And then Caprice ends up back at the house. And yeah, as you said in the recap, Aunt Etta reveals that the statue was just a bobble. Right. Nothing, well, she fights Krampus do. first. Oh, she does fight Krampus. And she yep. thank you on fire. Tell, <laughs> tell me. Tell me more. Well, yeah. So she she makes it there and uh, Krampus is about to attack. I can't remember how she stops him in his tracks. Do you remember? Because then she lights him on fire, but he stopped somehow. Yeah, she stabs him through the throat with That's a right. big stick thing. That's pole. right. Yep. And then, yeah, she puts gasoline on him, lights him up, and then he kind of, you know, de-hulks, if you will, yeah. and becomes the the caretaker. Now, did you uh, realize it was him when when that happened? Like, yeah, when he changes back, I was like, oh, that's the caretaker, because it looked like him. Oh, uh, it didn't to me. Oh really? No. I was like, I was like, oh okay, so it's like what a real person? No, I thought it looked like him, so I was like, oh, it's a caretaker. And then when Aunt Edda was talking about Gerhardt, the caretaker, I was like, oh, so it was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what happened. Hmm. Sorry, I'm trying to preserve your throat and your voice here, buddy. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't mean to, I don't mean to talk so much. And no. Sorry, no. everybody out there. I'm just helping out Andrew here. Stop it. Gosh, your voice is so beautiful. Knock it off. Yours is. Yours is. <laughs> Can you just say a Christmas horror story in your evil voice? Or your a trailer Christmas voice? Christmas horror story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, quick aside here. When your voice is actually at 100%, uh-huh. and every week when you say the name of the movie at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. And I just tell you, I love it so much. Oh, because <laughs> every single time you're like, what was the last movie you did? I don't know. What was uh, last week? I picked Ginger Snaps. <laughs> and the way you say it, I just it just endears me to you. Thank you. Oh, I love you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted you to say a Christmas story in an evil voice. It was great. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so we find out that the bobble, the broken Krampus statue thing didn't it it was nothing it was just 
proof that Duncan's a little piece of work, that little right. crap. <laughs> and that it just made Gerhardt so angry, along right. with everything else, that he turned into Krampus. Yep, <laughs> that's the thing. And then Caprice, in her anger, that Etta had sacrificed her family to Krampus and to mm. Gerhardt Krampus, she becomes Krampus. Yeah. And, you know, presumably kills Etta. Right. But we don't we don't see it. Right. Cuts cut to black. That's the end of that story. Yeah. Which is good to know. Like you don't don't get mad at Christmas time or you might become Krampus. Don't yeah. do it. I like Doherty's take much better though. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I'm with you. Like I'm when you for s- sure. Don't don't disrespect the spirit of Christmas or Krampus right. will come instead of Santa. Exactly. Oh man, I love that movie. It's a great movie. Anyway. anyway. So yeah, now that we're talking about it, I think this is my least favorite of the four. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I totally get that. And then we get to Santa versus the elves. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want to say I loved George Busa as Santa. He was like a perfect Santa Claus. He was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. He was yeah. a great Santa. He was like this strong, gruff Santa. And he did it so well that I did not even recognize him as Storm and Norman. Right. Exactly. It was perfect. It was brilliant. Brilliant. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yeah. He. I would like to see him as Santa more. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm. I'm with you, pal. Yeah. Again, as you mentioned, Santa and uh, Mrs. Claus, Martha Claus, actually. Is oh, her right. Name. Is that her? Has that? Is that Mrs. Claus? I think Claus's that's what it's. Yeah. Usually. Yep. No, I mean, in the movie. Oh, it is, oh. but I don't I don't know. I just always know her as Mrs. Claus, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very beautiful, Mrs. Claus, by the way. Oh, yeah. I was uh, I was happy. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. <laughs> Maybe not. Who knows? we'll see see no judgments no judgments no because i didn't mean it like that i just meant that i was happy to okay god merry christmas merry christmas happy hanukkah happy holidays happy christmas hanukkah there you go i remember when you said that last year did i (laughs) yeah it was so fun i was like wow that was really good oh memories oh yeah i do remember (laughs) you saying that Anyway, so anyway. so shiny the elf, yeah, is sick, yeah. and suddenly as he gets sicker, he becomes really angry, <laughs> yeah. And this episode is already going to be well. No, this episode is I'm going to make this one uh, an explicit episode because yeah. I'm going to put that soundbite at the end of the very end of our episode today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh because gosh. it was great. I'm yeah, not even going to repeat it here. Just listen to the very end of the episode. Yes. And as we usually do, there will be a soundbite from the movie after the final theme of our podcast. And it's going to be a good one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but he then he dies. He like, what? Wait, what happens? He cuts his hand. Yeah. He like, doesn't he stab his own hand or cut his fingers off or something? Yeah. And then he just falls over and yeah, convulses and dies. And all and the then, other elves are like, Ooh. Elves don't die. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that was funny. I know. <laughs> so then, yeah, the movie goes to other stories, but then when it comes back, we see time has passed and elves are getting sick. Yeah. And it's becoming like this action movie. It's really fun <laughs> it's because fun. the elves seem to be dying, but then coming back to life as zombie elves. Right. Yeah. Because shiny was like kind of the first. You know what? What? Suspect Zero or whatever they call it. Like he exactly. comes back to life. Suspect as... Zero is exactly what we call it. <laughs> that's not it. Patient Zero. That's the word. Patient. Patient Zero. <laughs> I'm calling that's it Suspect word. Zero for the end of time. Or <laughs> until the end of time. Yes. <laughs> we are on a roll, buddy. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> so anyway. So yeah, so the elves are, but they're becoming like kind of like the sadness zombies totally oh gosh yeah dude totally minus minus the uh sex and uh sexual abuse kind of stuff that was in that movie yeah yikes remember when we reviewed that movie (laughs) i will never forget (laughs) when we reviewed that movie (laughs) okay i'm just gonna say real quick i i know we keep going off on tangents but that to this day 
that podcast episode is still has the funniest moment for me ever. So what was that's all it? I'm going to say. Oh, oh, I'm just okay. going to go listen. All go right. listen. All right. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, so these elves are coming back and they're 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 full of cussing and expletives and insults. Mm-hmm. So we get this story where Santa has his like sharpened cane and he's going on a rampage just killing these elves defending himself and mrs claus from these murderous horrible elves yeah but because they're zombies he does have to cut their head off or seems like or stab them in the head or yeah and it it leads to the one elf i don't know what its name was but he slices the top of his head off but he misses the brain so that (laughs) elf comes back later and then Santa bludgeons that elf with another elf's head. Yeah, dude. Was brilliant. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> awesome. But then near the end of the story, he finds that Mrs. Claus has also turned, which is sad, and he has yeah. to kill her. And then he goes out to the reindeer barn, which mm-hmm. is where the movie basically begins. That's Santa right. That's in right. the reindeer barn. Yeah. And as we mentioned earlier, Santa has said something about he's done this he's up to this whatever and we realize he means krampus krampus appears and we finally get the showdown between santa claus and krampus right but as we've talked about this is something we've already talked about throughout the entire movie we've been hearing storm and norman was supposed to go down to this food drive at the local mall and something is happening at the mall dangerous dan keeps telling everybody on the radio as he gets drunker and drunker on eggnog and and booze, that something is happening down there. Stay away from the mall. Don't go down there. Police are saying stay away. And we find out that it's because, as you said earlier, Storm and Norman, who put up a sign earlier that said F Christmas, right, has lost his lost his head and is killing everybody, all the fake elves at the mall. Yeah. This poor girl who stabs him in the foot in self-defense, he kills her. And that and was the who was, was his Mrs. wife. Claus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Oh, Claus. That's horrible. Oh, yeah. Man, Krampus is just this poor guy with fake antlers on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and the police have shown up and they shoot Norman. And it's it's just a really well done scene. Yeah. That is. Because we see Santa in the barn, and it goes back and forth between Santa and then Norman Santa. Mm-hmm. But we see Santa in the barn with police lights shining on him and stuff, yeah. and it's just it's just really well done. It was it was a cool end to this movie. It was it was totally unexpected and just a lot of like, yeah, it was a nice. They got me. <laughs> it was one yeah, of they got moments. me too. Like, oh, well done. Like honestly, one of the best reveals in a movie that I've ever seen. Like it was really yeah. good. And I yeah, think I to agree. me, it was, it you. wasn't just cause there's twists in movies, right? And there's twists right. in really good movies. Obviously the sixth mm-hmm. sense is one, the first one that comes to right, my mind where I'm the movie already is great. And then there's this twist and you're like, what, <laughs> what did you say when you saw the twist in the sixth sense? Right. <laughs> what did you say? I said, what? What? That was a great reaction, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but my point is that in this movie, I was honestly, I just, I did a 180 because I, the movie almost lost me. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering why they pigeonholed this Santa versus Krampus fight at the very <laughs> end. And then that reveal just got me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great reveal, man. It was It was well done. I loved it. Me too. Uh, bravo. Bravo to these people that made this movie. Right? I was, I like I said, this was one I was very, I was curious about, but even when I picked it last, you know, last time I was like, I don't know, man, this could go one of two ways, but I'm happy it went the way it did. So. Same. Like I'll I said, it. it could be a little shorter. I wonder if you could have like cut out a story out of this one, mm-hmm. but I don't know, like an hour and 42 just seems a little bit long for this type of anthology movie. Totally. I get that. Yeah, I would agree with that. But then again, sure. yeah, what we were talking about earlier, the way the the stories keep cutting between each story, mm-hmm. the thing that ends up happening is that you get the beginnings of each story where 
nothing is happening in the story. Right. Everything is set up for a long time. Right. Before some really good payoff starts to happen. Yeah. No, that's totally oh. true. That's exactly how it goes. Before we get to our three questions, just a couple of other things. Cinematography was by Gavin Smith. Nice. And I'd like to say that there were some very beautiful moments in this movie. He did a great job. I agree. I agree. So, and then also, again, something when I first sat down to watch this movie, Mm. one of the first things was the opening music. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So the score in this one was done by a guy named Alex Koskin or Kaskin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really impressed with this score. I wasn't, again, like you said, we didn't know how the movie was going to go. Right. Right. And as somebody who loves movie scores, I didn't know how the music was going to go. Right. Totally. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, and if you start a movie with Carol of the Bells, I'm always happy. So I love that song. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, Kaskin's cool. own take on it, too. So there's because there's a couple of lyrics like that were just a little different. And I was like, all right, this is yeah. cool. Yeah, it was cool. I like it. So anyway, are you ready for three questions? I am. Are you? Very much so. Let's do it. Who would cross the bridge of death must answer me these questions three. Question number one, Andrew. Yes. What did you feel was the best kill or death in a Christmas horror story? We kind of discussed it a little, but I mean, Santa killing an elf with another elf's head is pretty awesome. <laughs> so I definitely have to go with that. I picked the same one. Did you? Yeah. I mean, come on. This is another movie where, because of probably because of budgetary reasons, uh-huh. a lot of the kills happen off off camera. Right. Yep. And then you see, you might see the result. Right. Like Scott, you never see him getting killed. You just see him next to the Christmas tree with the belt around his neck. So he's been strangled. Right. But you don't actually see the kill. You're right. Yep, that's true. Uh, number two, mm-hmm. did you feel that a Christmas horror story was scary? Mm-hmm. Not for me. Again, you kind of mentioned a couple of things that I could see maybe people being creeped out or, you know, feel uneasy. But for me, I definitely didn't lose sleep. And I don't think I I will <laughs> ever with this one. But um, yeah, so I did not find it scary. Overall, the same. Yeah. Like I said, there was a couple of creepy moments, found footage. Being in the dark Mm -hmm. in an abandoned place or something. It wasn't abandoned, but it seemed like the basement was kind of abandoned. It had that feel. That that will always creep me out. (laughs) But overall, I'm not going to lose sleep over this one. Right. Yeah. Finally, number three, did you have fun with horror, Andrew? (laughs) I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. So, yes, I did have fun with horror. And you? I did have fun with horror. Nice. Like you said, I was surprised. I didn't know how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I had fun. It didn't feel like a burden to watch it a second time to take notes. Good. So, Good. and I could see myself probably watching this again at some point, most likely with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that this would be a yearly watch like Krampus is. Right. I, I'm with you. I don't think it will be for me, but it was fun it was fun yeah i love i love a christmas horror story <laughs> you'll shoot your eye out kid bailey downs it's getting closer and we're counting down to christmas and dangerous dan is pulling his annual double shift to stay with you until the end what what we're uh, okay well we're gonna check in with good old Stormer norman down at the charity food drive Hey, Norman. Normie, you're a little, uh, little scratchy there, buddy. What? I did press the button, Susan. Why don't you press your own button? Buddy, I forgot to mention something at the beginning of this episode. Okay, what, what's up? It's something you know about, but I just wanted to say it on the podcast. Okay. Last weekend, not this past weekend before this episode airs, but the weekend before, Mm-hmm. I finally got to meet our good friend, Andrew Scott Bell, in person. Oh, it's so awesome. I was very jealous. That was oh, you lucky dog. <laughs> Dude, it was such an adventure because 
so let me just start here. Andrew Scott mm-hmm. Bell, if people remember, is the composer for the score to Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Right. We had him on the podcast to do an interview. On Black Friday, there was a record store day, and they released the score on vinyl. Awesome. Now, Andrew had come by Amoeba Music in Hollywood and signed all the copies they had. So I already had a signed copy, but then he told me uh, over message that he was going to be at Dark Delicacies in Burbank the following Saturday. Nice. So I showed up last Saturday. (laughs) I should have just been able to walk in with my vinyl that I had already bought and said, hey, buddy, and had Andrew sign it and all that. Right. But obviously, I want to support the store. Mm -hmm. And they're like, if you want to get in on the signing, you have to buy something from this table over here. At the same time that Andrew was signing the vinyl, whatever, the director, Fred Decker of Monster Squad was also there. That's awesome. (laughs) And obviously, he had a nice size line to meet him and uh and one of the makeup effects artists of the monster squad oh cool so flustered not even thinking i just looked at the table and i was like oh well here's the monster squad on 4k blu-ray and i just picked it up not even looking at the price it was like 50 dollars. oh yikes (laughs) which it wasn't marked up or anything that's how much it is on amazon right at least last time i checked so i bought the damn blu-ray (laughs) <laughs> and then I stood in line for like a good half hour. And I'm like, I, you know, I appreciate Fred Decker. Right, That's great. Yeah. But I'm here to meet Andrew Scott Bell. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I'm watching all of these other people like juggle like 10 posters that they're going to have Fred sign and everything. Oh, gosh. But it was cool. I still got to meet Fred. And I said, you know, I, Fred, I just wanted to ask you a question because I'm actually a big fan of The Predator. Nice. He co-wrote with Shane Black. Sweet. That's awesome. And he also co-wrote the Monster Squad with Shane Black. So I said, what percentage of The Predator did you end up writing? Because I love that movie. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I'm very touched by that. It basically is the same as the Monster Squad. Shane Black and I, you know, did about 50% each. And I was like, awesome, awesome. And then I got to sit and meet Scott, uh, Andrew Scott Bell. Nice. I hung out and we talked for a while. It was very cool. It was so good. That's awesome, dude. Love that guy. He's so nice. He's just a generous dude and just a man down to earth. What a cool guy. I love that guy. And and also he constantly doesn't realize how amazing he is as a composer. Really? (laughs) And I someday he's going to. Someday he's going to land something huge. Yeah. But right now we're just hoping that he does officially get put on blood and honey too oh man they come on that would be awesome that'd be awesome he needs to all right buddy uh for our next episode i think things are a little different so what's going on (laughs) well i'm glad you asked because (laughs) as you know you're a very busy person right now at the end of this year yes you got a lot of stuff going on a lot of stress yes (laughs) so you know what i'm giving you a little break pal Ah, thanks, buddy. (laughs) We are going to have an episode in two weeks. Mm -hmm. It's going to be our our Christmas episode. Right. But I'm going to be joined by Stanley and Alex of the Gory Gays. Yay! That's awesome. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Our good friends, uh, a podcast we both love. Mm -hmm. They're going to join me. We are going to watch and discuss the brand new movie, There's Something in the Barn. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Looks like a ton of fun. I can't wait to watch it. Awesome. But yeah, I'll be joined by both of them. We've had Stanley on. Mm -hmm. I've done episodes with Stanley, but this will be the first time that I actually get to do an episode with both Stanley and Alex. That's so cool, man. What a nice, what a nice collab. It's going to be cool. I'm really excited. Me too. And then not to get too ahead of ourselves, Mm -hmm. but a week after that is 2024. Woo-hoo. You and I are going to be doing our annual uh, year and review and resolutions episode. Yeah, buddy. It'll oh, be yeah. our third time doing it. That's wild, man. That is so cool. Third year. Yeah. We get to go over our favorite movies that we watched this past year and what we're looking forward to watching next year. And mm-hmm. we'll, as we did last year, we'll go over the movies that we had as our 
resolutions last year to see if we actually watched them or not. I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. So I have to go back and listen to see what we said (laughs) to see if we actually got to watch them. I know one for sure I did watch, but we didn't discuss it on the podcast. Mm. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a few weeks. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But anyway, everybody out there, thank you for listening as always. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Love you. Love you. We do love you. And if you'd like to give us a really great Christmas gift, go on (laughs) Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Yes. Also, we we got our Spotify wrapped for podcasters. (laughs) And I think, what was it, six people? Yeah. There are six people out there that Fun With Heart was their number one podcast of 2023. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Which is amazing because most of our listeners are on Apple Podcasts. Right. Yeah. So I want to know how many we have on Apple Podcasts. But anyway, we appreciate every single one of you listeners. If yeah. you are one of the six and you can show us a picture, please <laughs> send us a message somewhere on social media showing us that you are one of the six people that listened to Fun With Horror more than any other podcast last year. And we will definitely mention you here on the podcast because oh for sure that's amazing that is amazing oh man i hope i hope we get a picture or two at least that's so cool that'd be awesome i would love that we will definitely shout you out (laughs) well buddy i love you i love you man i love you i can't wait till you have your full voice back (laughs) (laughs) me too i'm so sick of this (laughs) you're sick of sick i'm sick of sick oh gosh like you said, you can't tell, but I can hear it in my voice. I still have some congestion lingering. So. I can't tell, but I, yeah, like you said, you can tell, but you just, you always sound adorable. So I'm just, it's everybody right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll just start yelling. Andrew, you little cocksucker. You little motherfucking, <laughs> you whore. <laughs> I'll kill, I'll die. And then I'll come back to life and you'll have to kill me. <laughs> That's a Christmas horror story reference. Bam. I said I don't want a goddamn cookie! You ranger fucking snow horse! <laughs>